Hello, this is Mark David Noble. Today we're recording at Buzz Brews in Deep Ellum, where I'm very pleased to be speaking with Michael Rochelle, assistant arts and features editor at the Dallas Morning News and author of Revenge of the Star Survivors. Mike, what was the first book that you ever bought on your own? Oh, wow. The first book I ever bought on my own. I think the earliest memory that I have, we lived in a, uh, when I was in grade school, I was uh, we, living in a, a smallish town outside of New Orleans, and the, the highlight of my life was when somebody would give me a, a gift certificate to the, to the uh, Walden Books or, uh, in the shopping mall that was about, you know, was on the other side of the lake. And uh, that was, those were golden days. That was, you know, the, there was nothing better than having, you know, five bucks or ten bucks to spend at B. Dalton. And I remember the, um, I bought a lot of Hardy Boys books with those gift certificates. Um, there was a series uh, by a guy named uh, John Fitzgerald, a series called The Great Brain, which was about, uh, uh, set in the, set in, I think, late 19th century Utah, turn of the century Utah, and um, about a kid who had a, an older brother who was a con artist uh, and uh, having to outsmart his, uh, his, his brother all the time. I read a lot of that. I read, I, I read all the time. What do you admire about your favorite storytellers? What makes a story memorable to you? Oh, wow. Um, boy, I have always been drawn to... Um, I've been drawn to stories that move me. I've been drawn to stories that excite me. Um, I mean, if we're talking about fiction and novels, I, um, you know, I was drawn, I'm drawn to things that shake up the way that I think. Um, but, you know, as, as an adult, uh, I was, you know, a, a, well, as a teenager, my world kind of shifted under me when I read, um, started reading Kurt Vonnegut and Joseph Heller. And uh, these are people who kind of shattered this very tidy image of the world that I had. And they kind of, um, that's what a good book and a good story can, um, can do for you. Um, you know, in my, in, I, I, I had the great blessing of working with a lot of spectacular storytellers uh, editing them at the Dallas Morning News and uh, we sp would spend a lot of time breaking down stories and what works and what doesn't work and kind of thinking about how to keep the narrative going forward and um, you know it, how to show the development of your subjects it's it's a it's a very different thing I always have to point out whenever I talk about journalism when I'm talking about my book is you know my book is fiction journalism is not fiction I you do not make stuff up when you're doing journalism but um, when you're shaping a story the same rules apply the same you've got to um, you've got to keep people moving forward you've got to give them signs of where you're headed you've got to give them a reason to keep turning the page and uh, so so I look for that in what I'm reading and uh, tried to do it myself when I was writing. Mike, what do you see as the role of journalists in the arts community? The, the role of a, of, a, of a news organization like, uh, like mine is to connect people with those, um, with those artists. You know, it's not, um, it's not to sell tickets, it's, you know, which... You know, it's a fine line to walk, but the, it's to expose people to say, hey, something interesting is going on um, here in your community. Something that could really um, affect you, something that could make you happier, could make you feel something that you didn't know you could feel or something that could amaze you. 
and um, so I th- I think it's a it's it's a real privilege to be in that position, and I wish there were um, I wish there were more of us. I mean, not just at uh, um, you know we're d- the Dallas actually. I'm grateful to my publisher, and I'm not just saying this. Um, I'm grateful that uh, my publishers continue to invest in arts journalism. Uh, there are a lot of places where they haven't. There are a lot of places very nearby where they haven't, and um, it's a it's a tragedy. Not not because friends of mine are losing their jobs, although that's sad too. But it's a tragedy for all of us, for for the artists, for the audiences. I mean, how many times? I I, I can't think of how many times um, before I was working on the art side, I'd pick up a I'd pick up a newspaper reading for some other subject and I'd come across something and say, oh, wow, that sounds really interesting. I think I'll go see it. And um, we're, we're at risk of losing that. So it's a tough thing to figure out, but it's also, I, I don't say this lightly, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a real sacred, to me, it's a sacred privilege to still be able to, um, to be involved in, in covering those things. How has parenthood affected your point of view as a writer? Oh, wow. I, um, well, everything about parenthood. I have, so I have three kids. The oldest is now 20. One is 16, one is 12. Um, you know, as my wife said way back at the beginning, parenthood has a way of turning your, your life right side up, uh, which uh, is true. Uh, it also means that it's, you know, it kind of erases everything that you thought about yourself, and it's, it's humbling, and it forces you to confront yourself as you really are. Um, which is good for a writer to be stripped down to the, to the, you know, bare part of your soul. I mean, I, um, I say that in the context of you know after, after three kids, I have broken every vow that I said I would n- never do as a parent. It has taught me to see individuals as individuals. When before I had kids, I knew everything about parenting. And uh, if I'd stopped at one kid, I would think, oh, I was, I'm a pretty good parent. But after three, I realized, no, it's just, it's a lot of luck. It's a lot of random things. It's a lot about the kid. It's a lot about the rest of the family. And it's all a big jumbled thing. And I think that's, I think, you know, it's helped me with my writing, even as it made it really hard to find time to write. What can you tell us about your time as a freelance contributor to the Prairie Home Companion? <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I, I was lucky I got to write a little bit about it in the, um, in the Dallas Morning News when Garrison Keillor was retiring. Um, that was a total, ins- it was a total lark. I'd been listening to A Prairie Home Companion for several years and I liked it because uh, it was, I liked the, the gentle humor with an edge and I liked the fact that, you know, he was, he wrote about, uh, you know, made jokes about Lutherans growing up on the edge of the prairie. I was a Lutheran who grew up on the edge of the prairie. It was kind of a natural fit. And um, when the when uh, Minnesota Public Radio put up a website, there was contact information, and it had never struck my crossed my mind that I would ever ever write for them. But I said, "Huh, contact information, Lutheran jokes. I know some jokes." let me see if I could write something, and uh, I wonder if they would be able to use it. And so I wrote something up, um, and I sent it in, and fully expected that I'd get a polite uh, no thanks, or, you know, your material does not suit our needs at this time. 
And instead what happened is that uh, about three days later, I got a phone call. And uh, it was the producer of the show. And I, th if I, I think what she said was, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, she said, this is not good, we can't use it. But if you work with me, there's a lot of good material in here that we can use. And uh, would you like to work with me? I said, well, yeah. And, um, and that's how it started. But it went on for, um, for about three to four years. And um, I, remember I, I, uh, I remember feeling very lucky. I've, I got to see the show um, at the end of my uh, second year, I think it was. I got to see them do a performance down in Austin. And uh, I met Mr. Keeler and um, uh, met the whole cast and everything. And I would introduce myself. And I would say, I'm a freelancer, and they kind of nod and smile politely, and they said, how long have you been doing it? And I'd say, well, this is my, this is the end of my second year, two and a half years, I guess, at that point. They said, oh, really? And I realized that, well, most of them got dropped after a single year. And uh, so the fact that I held on as long as I did, I figured, okay, I was doing okay. And then it did end, and um, they moved on, and, uh, and I moved on, and, uh, um, but it was a terrific, uh, it was a terrific experience. I read on your website uh, a quote that I, I really liked. It said, I got interested in space early because my dad was an engineer who helped build space shuttles and Mars landers. It was, I, I took huge pride in the fact that my dad worked for the space program. And, um, you know, I always, I, I, I feel like I, 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 never, I never lost a battle of um, uh, what does your dad do to anybody. Unless the kid, there, I had one friend whose dad was a pilot. And I don't know if I worked, had any friends at the time whose dads were firefighters or police officers. And so that, that probably would have, you know, that probably would have outranked having a dad who built uh, rockets since my dad did not actually go into space. Speaking of outer space, please tell me about Revenge of the Star Survivors. Um, it's a story about uh, a nerdy kid who, show, uh, who moves to a new city and uh, things do not go well for him. Uh, he is found out almost immediately by the bullies. He is uh, put in the wrong classes by the attendance computer. Um, he arouses the suspicions of the principal who thinks he's a troublemaker, and he gets beat up by the front door. And, um, and that's all in about the first 20 pages, I think, and it goes downhill from there. Um, he copes by imagining that he is an... Uh, a character on his favorite science fiction TV show which is called Star Survivors. So he goes on and explores junior high school as, uh, as if he is an alien interloper trying to figure out the strange rites and rituals of this bizarre planet he has found himself on. Michael, where can people go to find out more about the projects you're working on and your books that are available now? Well, if uh, you're looking for uh, my journalism side, you can find it at dallasnews.com, uh, where we have all kinds of great people working and writing and producing great stories. If you're interested in Revenge of the Star Survivors, um, uh, it's available wherever fine books are sold, I think is the way I should phrase that. But there's also a website, and it's at www.merchelle.net. And you spell Merchelle, M-E-R-S-C-H. E -L. Mike, thank you so much for visiting with me here today. I appreciate your time, and I definitely appreciate all the fine work there at the Dallas Morning News. 
and I can't wait to read what comes next. Well, thank you so very much, and thank you for reading, and it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be here. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you.